Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, the Dodgers got walked off again by the Reds. This one was maybe less painful than the day before. I don't know. They were both pretty bad. Another time, blew a big lead. One reason that this one was maybe less painful is because we kind of saw it coming because of who was on the mound. Noah Syndergaard pitched for the Dodgers for probably the last time ever. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Major League debuts of Johnny DeLuca and Nick Robertson and uh, that those actually went pretty okay. And yeah, a lot of other stuff to unpack from this game. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Semperio. We are doing a split episode today, so I will be with you for the first half of the episode. Vince will be with you for the second half. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. With that said, let's jump right into this episode. Uh, the Dodgers lost. Noah Syndergaard was bad again. He gave up six runs in three innings. The bullpen was tasked with uh, getting through the final six innings of the game, and they did pretty well until it was actually Evan Phillips who uh, blew this one, gave up an infield single, and then a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth inning to lose the game. Lots to talk about with Syndergaard. Uh, Vince is going to cover most of that because uh, last time Noah Syndergaard was terrible, uh, it was me doing a solo episode, and uh, Vince felt like, you know, it's not fair to me to have to cover the Noah Syndergaard garbage every single time. So, if you uh, want my thoughts on Noah Syndergaard, honestly, they haven't changed much from uh, looks like a week ago today, June 1st, if you want to go check out that episode. I said then uh, the only thing that has happened is it's intensified, and now I think it really is the end for Noah Syndergaard. Fitz will cover that. Dave Roberts kind of laid the groundwork for an IL, IL stint on Syndergaard, and my only thing I'll say is I think we've probably seen the last of Syndergaard unless the IL step magically adds six miles an hour to his fastball. Other than that, I think he's done. But I want to talk about, you know, there wasn't much great news about this game. Uh, the offense had another good game for the first three innings and then kind of got shut down after uh, the the Reds pitcher was awful the first three innings. Then he actually made it through five and two thirds. Uh, and, you know, he, got, he gave up six runs, but he gave them the length that Syndergaard wasn't able to give the Dodgers. And then the bullpen for the Reds came in and, did a good job. Still, the Dodgers were right in it. It was tied six to six until the bottom of the ninth. Uh, I'll cover more about that bottom of the ninth in the second segment. Uh, but I want to talk about the major league debuts of Johnny DeLuca and Nick Robertson. DeLuca went 0 for 2. He had two lineouts, both hit the ball well both times, and then he had a walk that ended up leading to nothing. But uh, other than, I mean, watching Ellie De La Cruz for the Reds the last two days in his first two career games and just tearing the cover off the ball. You know, any major league debut is going to pale in comparison to what Dela Cruz has done. But uh, 
Johnny DeLuca played well, and it was fun to see him. He he looks comfortable at the plate, and he did hit the ball hard. And so I like we know the plan is for him to play mostly against left-handed pitching. I'm kind of hoping that it's not solely against left-handed pitching just because he's definitely better against lefties. But in the minors this year, I'm looking at his splits. Yeah, he's got an 11.04 OPS against lefties, but he's got a 9.05 OPS against righties. And so even if you you know, adjust for the major leagues or whatever, I mean, he's still been good against righties, just a lot better against lefties. And, and so obviously it comes down a lot of things. Miguel Rojas left the game with a, a stiff neck. And so if Rojas is gone uh, on the IL again, which is a possibility, maybe that opens up a little more playing time for DeLuca because Chris Taylor has to play shortstop more often or because Mookie Best has to play shortstop. So there's another outfield spot. Maybe he gets some at-bats against righties, but uh, even if it's just against lefties, I, I'm excited to see what he could do. He looks like a ball player. Uh, we talked the other day about how he he makes good contact. He doesn't strike out much, which is a big deal, and I think that that could be pretty valuable to this team. He's also fast, so a lot of potential there. Nick Robertson was a guy who we mentioned that he had gotten called up, but we didn't really talk much about him, and and it's kind of an under-the-radar thing. It's two two guys who were drafted by the Dodgers in 2019, both debuted, on Wednesday and Robertson looked great. He struck out three in two perfect innings, struck out De La Cruz looking on three pitches. His first time, the first battery face in the big leagues got two strikeouts in a second inning looked great. Obviously it's not going to be two perfect innings every time he pitches, but he looked really good and his stuff was good. He, it, it seemed to me like he gets a disproportionate amount of, players looking at batters, looking at pitches that are well within the zone, just fastballs in the zone. So I don't know if it's deception, if it's spin rate, something, but uh, I mean, the pitch that he struck out De La Cruz looking on, maybe he was just guessing wrong, but it was not even really near the edge of the plate. It wasn't quite down the middle, but it was fully on in the strike zone and De La Cruz was just frozen. And so, you know, if there's something to that, he's uh, Robertson has a 13.1 strikeouts per nine, in the minor leagues, only two and a half walks per nine, which is awesome. Doesn't get many homers, doesn't give up many hits. He's been dominant in the minor leagues this year. And and we saw that. And it's a great time to be a Dodgers reliever coming up because there's a real chance if you're actually good. And Nick Robertson is different from some of the other guys. They've shuttled back and forth. Doesn't mean they won't shuttle him back and forth. He has options, which means he probably will get shuttled back and forth. But he's different in that he's an actual prospect. You know, Taylor Scott is like, okay there's a guy we can call up and then then we'll set him down and maybe DFA him if we need the 40-man roster spot at some point. Nick Robertson isn't going anywhere as far as the 40-man roster goes. They When they made the decision to put him on the 40-man roster, that was a long-term decision. And so I think he does have a chance to stick in the big leagues. And you know, if the you could start to picture a world, if Robertson can, you know, I'm not expecting him to come and be a, a super high leverage reliever immediately. But having a quality arm there, and if the starting pitchers can get to where they're actually giving six innings or at least five innings, you know, so the bullpen only needs to cover three or four innings, that would be awesome. Uh, and, and Robertson, I think, could play a role in that, where he is kind of that, you know, a, a guy you can depend on to pitch a, a good sixth inning. Um, you know, sixth inning, whoever's batting in the sixth inning is going to get up at least one more time. And so, you know, unless it's high leverage, you know, because of the score or the situation, you don't necessarily want your your best guy going in the sixth inning, knowing you, the same guys will be up in the ninth inning. Robertson, I could see filling that role or filling the the seventh inning after those guys and facing the six, seven, eight hitters in the seventh inning. You know, some some sort of role like that. And 
again, I, I've watched baseball long enough to know that sometimes guys are really good in their first career game and then they struggle. It happens. Uh, Stephen Fife uh, comes to mind. Um, there, there's plenty of guys who that happens with. So I'm not necessarily saying Nick Robertson Hall of Fame right now, but he looked good. And it wasn't just the results. The stuff looked good. Stuff looked like it'll play. And so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Johnny DeLuca. I think there's potential there for these guys to actually make an impact. With Trace Thompson out, DeLuca seems like he has a good chance to stay on the roster, especially if Rojas goes on the IL. They're going to have to find another position player in addition to, to DeLuca. Um, and at that point, you know, DeLuca seems like he's got a roster spot and he's going to have a pretty long runway to prove himself. And, and, and that's exciting for me uh, to see what he can do. It was exciting to see him, even though he didn't get that first career hit yet. That just means it's coming. It's fun to see his family there. It's fun to see Robertson's family. Huge uh, cheering section. A lot of fun for that. And so, yeah, the game sucked. The game was exciting at the beginning, and then it was like, oh, yeah, Syndergaard's pitching. And and at the end, it was awful. But there were some bright spots about it, and uh, I'm excited for those little things. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm just going to spend my last couple of minutes talking about addressing some comments on yesterday's episode. the the first walk-off loss uh, for the Dodgers in this series and uh, the one that is, is being blamed a lot on Dave Roberts and just some of the comments I saw on that. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. And this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. All right, Bird Dogs, we've told you all about them. It's it's shorts. They they have pants too. I've only seen the shorts and I really like the shorts. And so, you know, if you're a shorts guy, they also make joggers that I'm sure are awesome too, but the shorts, they've got a built-in liner. So, uh, I mean, the, the easy way of saying that is built-in underwear. Uh, it, everything about bird dogs reminds me of the Simpsons, I guess, you know, you seen the episode, it's like a flashback episode of the eighties and, uh, and, uh, one of the, the guys who Homer hangs out with at the bar says, Hey, you hear about that new internet? And he's talking about netting that goes inside your shorts. Uh, and then later he gets scared and says, oh, I just logged on to my internet. It's funny. Uh, anyway, uh, Bird Dogs has the the inner lining that's awesome and the material. My son was wearing his Bird Dogs today. And I said, Logan, come here. Let me feel your shorts. And so he came over and I was feeling it's very, very comfortable, stretchy in all the right ways. Not like it, it doesn't feel like gym shorts, but it's it's got that stretch to it. So it, it's as comfortable as gym shorts, but they look really, really nice. And I told you. My son wore them to his sister's graduation, high school graduation with a polo shirt, and he looked like he was dressed up. So if you're looking for shorts that look awesome, feel great, and you want to get a free tumbler, you know, we got it for you. Just go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and our promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, I am back. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear from you in the comments section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through email or social media or whatever. Vince will give you all that contact info at the end. Also want to remind you, you can catch the hometown radio broadcast of every Dodger game, including today's series finale day game against the Reds on Sirius XM or the SXM app. Uh, if you, th- like I said, today's a day game. It's at, uh, what, 9 30 a.m so you're probably going to be stuck at work uh you want to listen just pull up the sxm app search for dodgers or if you happen to be in your car it'll be on channel 175 on your sirius xm radio 
And with that said, let's jump back in. Uh, I mentioned I wanted to touch on a couple comments on yesterday's episode. We got a lot of comments on the YouTube video of yesterday's episode, uh, and, and I really do appreciate that. I don't necessarily agree with all of them, and that's okay. We don't have to agree. Uh, we say at the end of every episode, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. I do think that a lot of these comments came before people had listened or watched the episode uh, because, uh, you know, they're either saying things that we already said or uh, not acknowledging that we disagreed with them, uh, which is okay too. Uh, but one of the things I saw multiple people say was they should have left Evan Phillips in. He only threw 11 pitches in the eighth inning, should have left him in for the ninth inning. And I want to play out a hypothetical situation for you. Let's say Evan Phillips does stay in the game on on Tuesday night, and which relief pitchers, modern relief pitchers, mostly don't go two innings. That's just how it is. And and there have been times when Dave Roberts has tried to get guys, you know, what he calls an up-down, you know, come back out for a second inning. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and, and, you know, they try to do that sometimes, but the first game of a series, knowing that you might need Evan Phillips again, you know, there's plenty of reasons not to send him back out. But let's just pretend that they did. Send him back out there for the ninth inning. Maybe he gets out of it. And then Caleb Ferguson loses the game in the tenth inning. Um, maybe you know, I, I, even if they win that game, if Evan Phillips comes in and holds that two-run lead and they win on Tuesday, uh, great. That that's already better than what happened. Then we get to Wednesday's game, and Evan Phillips is not available, and so it's somebody else. Let's say it's you know Caleb Ferguson who pitches the ninth inning and gives up the walk-off home run here. You can imagine people saying, why did Dave Roberts use Evan Phillips for two innings yesterday? You don't think Caleb Ferguson can hold a two-run lead? Or you don't think Shelby Miller can hold a two-run lead? Like, it's a good illustration of how managing a baseball team is a no-win proposition because you will always be criticized because we can never know what would have happened. Uh, And yeah, if Evan Phillips pitches the ninth and he gets the win, the Dodgers would be better off with one win than the zero wins that they had. I think we saw on Wednesday night that it's no guarantee that Evan Phillips would have gotten the win because Evan Phillips gave up two run home, home run on Wednesday night. Even the best relievers give up home runs. And so you imagine that if Evan Phillips had given up that home run last night, so they tie the game and, and Dodgers end up losing that game and Phillips is unavailable for this game. You know, it, it's, there's so much second guessing that's possible. And for me, what I, I try to avoid second guessing. That's why when I look back at the 2019 NLDS, it's easy for me to say this isn't second guessing. This is first guessing because I, and many other people said, do not have Clayton Kershaw pitch the eighth inning in that game five against the nationals. That was first guessing. And it didn't end up poorly and it cost the Dodgers a series. Some things are just bad decisions, Uh, but most decisions that managers make and most decisions that Dave Roberts makes, the ones that are up for, for criticism aren't right or wrong. They are. I've talked about this a lot. I know it, some of you are probably tired of hearing about it. it's it's a spectrum it's a continuum and so very few decisions at least the ones that get talked about are 100% right or 100% wrong they're usually in the 60-40 range and a manager's job is to give his team the best chance to win which means to pick the 60% chance over the 40% decision and the problem with the 60% decision is it's still going to not work sometimes and so in my opinion taking out Phillips after the 8th inning on Tuesday was the 60% decision. It was, you know, 
to the extent that there's right and wrong, it was the right decision, meaning it was more right than the alternate decision. I, I understand quibbling with bringing in Ferguson there uh, to face a bunch of righties. Although, as we mentioned yesterday, Ferguson didn't give up hits to the righties. He walked them, which is not something he's done much this year. It was a different problem. It, it's like saying, uh, I, I, I try to come up with a good analogy, but you know, when, when you are worried about one thing happening and something else happens and you say, see, I told you, no, that's not what happened with, with Caleb Ferguson. He walked a bunch of dudes and, you know, argue about that one. That's fine. But leaving Evan Phillips in for the ninth inning, I think would have been the 40% decision, the wrong decision to the extent that there's right and wrong. And uh, I know we all get passionate about it. I do think it's worth noting that I think Dave Roberts is focused on winning in the long term. And yeah, going out of first place sucked. Uh, Dodgers need to battle back. Winning the division is no sure thing this year. Last year it was, uh, this year it's not, and, and that's okay. But I do think Dave Roberts wants long-term success. And so if Caleb Ferguson was able to learn something for that experience, you know, if it had been successful, if Caleb Ferguson comes in and gets the save there, then Ferguson has more confidence going against righties. I think there's some of that. Even with, with Ferguson being left out there to die, there's something he can learn from that. And if it makes the Dodgers a better team long-term, I think that's a trade-off that Dave Roberts would make. And I think that's a valuable trade-off. It doesn't mean it will necessarily work, but I think that's a lot of the thought process that goes into that. And yeah, I mean, anytime the Dodgers lose, we as Dodger fans are going to be upset. Uh, I, I really do believe, you know, somebody on YouTube said managers can't win games, but they can lose games. I agree with that to an extent. I just don't think it happens as often as fans say it does. This was, you know, the fact is Caleb Ferguson is a major league pitcher who has gotten major league hitters out a lot of times. And if he had done that, the Dodgers would have won that game. And, you know, I, I'm glad that this game on Wednesday can't be blamed on Dave Roberts. It was on Noah Syndergaard. And that's what Vince is going to talk about when he gets here. Mostly Noah Syndergaard because uh, chances are the Noah Syndergaard era is over in Los Angeles. And uh, I, for one, look closely if you're on YouTube, no tears. Nothing against Noah Syndergaard personally. I'm just, uh, I almost took a video as he was walking off the mound so that I could have video of him walking off the mound for the last time in a Dodger uniform because I do think he's done. But like I said, Vince will be along to talk about that. So I'll hand it over to him. Vince will be along in a minute. Thanks, Jeff. And thanks to you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Dodgers Review Podcast and on YouTube or on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to listen to the home broadcast of any game on SiriusXM or the SXM app, just search Dodgers. Can't watch? Listen on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just search Dodgers. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Vince here to close out the episode. And as Jeff alluded to, I'll be talking Noah Syndergaard. Um, yeah, I didn't want Jeff to have to talk about him again just because what else are you going to say? It, it, He only got worse from the last time we talked. <laughs> Jeff had to talk about him. So, yeah, Noah Syndergaard yesterday, three innings pitched, seven hits, six earned runs, three strikeouts. I mean, no walks, I guess, is is the standout performance there. But after the game, Dave Roberts basically alluded to giving Noah Syndergaard a reset, um, which means probably an IL stand, which is what we've been saying, you know, phantom IL stands, what we've been saying just because he's not necessarily hurt. Dave Roberts did happen to mention the blister from a while ago, and then I guess he broke a fingernail yesterday and – I think he's just mentioning that 
because they're going to put him on the injured list, even though he's not necessarily hurt. And, and that's pretty much what what we had said. If this start didn't go well, is that he's going to go on the injured list for the simple fact, like the Dodgers aren't in a position right now, health wise to just cut bait with him. And honestly, I, I, I we, it's been what a week or two already that we've been saying, you know, Phantom Miles stand just for the fact because they don't have, you know, they might need them in case someone else gets hurt, blah, 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 blah. But honestly, after yesterday's performance, if they did DFA him, I wouldn't be surprised just for the simple fact like he's not competitive. Like it's yesterday was just like, you knew he was going to give up runs. It, it wasn't even a matter of like anything else. And and I guess the benefit from the last two games was that he went six innings and five innings respectively, but he still gave up, you know, eight hits, seven hits, six runs, five runs, not striking out anybody. But yesterday was just like, honestly, I don't know how he threw a, a scoreless inning in there. And, you know, Ellie De La Cruz had a baseball, <laughs> destroyed a baseball and you like you knew that was going to happen. You just had to hope that nobody was on base. Unfortunately, somebody was on base when it happened. So it, it's a matter of, you know, we've talked about this a few times on when you're a pitcher, you can get away with a decent amount. You know, you can get away with making mistakes. You can get away with leaving pitches, you know, over the plate in the zone because guys aren't going to hit every single mistake. But with Syndergaard, I mean, he's not getting lucky. Nobody's really missing mistakes, and yeah, it's just not good at all. And like I said, not competitive. And other for you know, other than the simple fact of the last couple of times the Dodgers needed him to go deeper into game, this game they could get away with it a little bit. The last couple of games they needed him, so that he just kept pitching. But yeah, there was if he would have kept pitching, they probably would have scored ten runs off him and. You know, you feel bad for the guy because after every game, you know, he looks dejected. He looks, you know, on the verge of tears. He looks like somebody that knows he's a shell of himself and knows that his time with the team is coming, could be coming up. You know, I don't know his time in the league. Like, potentially, if like if he never – add something to his fastball or has sharper bite on his off-speed pitches, like he could be out of the league at some point in this year or next year, um, which, you know, is, you're not rooting for that for him. I mean, I, mean, I like Noah Syndergaard. And, you know, for him to just look like so sad after every game is not fun for us. But, you know, not feeling bad in the sense of the Dodgers do have to do something because, you know, now – they are in a division race right now. It's only June 8th, but they're in a division race. You know, the Diamondbacks are a couple games up on them now. The Giants are closer to the Dodgers than they were before. Um, the Padres are still aren't quite there, but you know that their top of the lineup might figure it out at some point, and they're going to go on a little run. So the Dodgers can't afford to put out, you know, non-competitive starters every fifth day just for the simple fact of, you know, needing innings at this point. You know, with Kershaw and Gonsolin and, you know, Bobby Miller and then Julio's coming back and then Michael Grove, 
and then you got Gavin Stone, and then, you know, you got other guys down there that can give you innings that are more competitive than this. And, you know, we saw that yesterday we, with, with Robertson. You know, Robertson might not look that good every single time out, but that's better than what, you know, Syndergaard is giving him. So it's, you know, sad. Not every deal works out for the Dodgers, and especially – you know, when it comes to pitchers, every time you think of a pitcher coming to the Dodgers, you know that they're going to be better than they were more than likely before, especially if they had, like, struggled a little bit before. But this just hasn't happened with Syndergaard. you know, it's a matter of, you know, he's talked about it, that it, it's – there's something – his body obviously has, is, is letting him down in a certain extent. He, he can't throw 100 anymore. He thinks that he might be able to unlock it with some help mentally. You know, we, we talked about him, the article about him using a hypnotist and him thinking that it's, you know, mechanics and that he's somehow not, you know, fully on board or fully comfortable and that and his mechanics are off, which causes him not to be able to throw like he used to. And, yeah, I don't think – the Dodgers aren't in a spot to have to wait for that or to be able to wait for that or to be able to continue to throw them out there, um, giving up, you know, six, seven hits a game and five, six, seven runs a game. They can't wait for that anymore. And, you know, I think it's if if it is the the injured list stint that happens, I think that's out of respect for him that the Dodgers are going to do that. And out of the slimmer, slimmer, glimmer, slight hope that you know maybe he takes a month off and something does happen where he can be a competitive you know fifth starter but I guess that's possible but you know right now it doesn't seem that way it didn't look that way yesterday it just yeah you know I don't know man it's it's just not good and he's not good and hasn't gotten any better and and he's not getting like like he's not getting lucky either. So like if if it was a matter of okay, you know he's blah blah blah, he's exit out. You know he's giving up ten balls that were hit over hundred miles an hour, but like six of them were caught. All right, that's luck. He's not even looking into anything. It's just a matter of non-competitive, and and that's where it's come to for Noah Syndergaard. So he'll. Go on the injured list. Hopefully, Julio, Dodgers get the Julio back, and they'll run out the rotation that I mentioned. You know, Julio, Gonsolin, Kershaw, Bobby Miller, Michael Grove, Gavin Stone will work on what he needs to work on down there. He'll be probably next man up. Um, you would imagine that if those guys can hold it down until into July, that there might be some reinforcements on the way in terms of starting pitching and or relievers, and that'll – help the entire pitching staff as a whole. And yeah, I mean, uh, that's what it is. And, and that's what it's come down to. It didn't work out. And those things happen sometimes, you know, JD Martinez has worked out for the Dodgers and been a very good signing. Noah Syndergaard has not, and has not been a good signing. And, you know, you can't know that, especially with Syndergaard, because like, if he would have just been who he was last year, the Dodgers would have taken that at this point. You know, last year, Syndergaard, I think, finished with an ERA under four. He, I mean, when, once he got traded to the 
to the Phillies, he wasn't really a starter as much, but he still gave them com- some competitive innings. I mean, he had a 3-8-3, 15 starts, 3-8-3 ERA with the Angels last year, 10 games, 9 starts with the 4-1-2 ERA with the Phillies. Uh, he had, I think he went four innings in one of the playoff games for them. He was a reliever some of the other games. Like, that's competitive. You know, that's that's a number four starter or number five starter quality. But he's not at that at all. He's almost dealt, you know, his ERA is in the sevens uh, through 12 starts. And his last three starts have been his worst starts or some of his worst starts. I think the Dodgers have scored at least five runs in eight of his starts, I want to say, I read. And Syndergaard only has one win to show for it. You know, wins don't really matter too much. But the fact that the Dodgers scoring five runs and he – wasn't even in line for the win. Just shows that he's giving up a lot of runs because there's not, you know the bullpen does give up runs, but he's been giving up a lot of runs. So, Syndergaard, if we ever see you again in a Dodger uniform on the mound, that's probably a good thing. Which, uh, or it could be a bad thing, I guess. It could be a really bad thing, or it could be a good thing. No in between. So, um, and if not, I wish you well in your endeavors the rest of the way. So. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to become an everydayer by listening every day. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts on YouTube. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell people about us if they need a doctor podcast in their life because we're here every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. You can listen to us on SiriusXM or the SXM app if you search Lockdown Dodgers, which is also how you can listen to the Dodgers home broadcast for any game if you can't watch. SiriusXM, SXM app. Down, uh, search Dodgers and you can listen to the home broadcast for every game. You can find us on social media Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91. DMs are open in all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockedondodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323 863 5625. We're here every weekday morning and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart device play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.